Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm Bobby. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns. Insider marketing and copywriting tips. Interviews and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In this episode, we're talking about how to create your bio for any type of speaking engagement or when you need to put something up on your website. But before we get into that, Bobby, as always, has a question for me, and I've got no idea what it is. So, Bobby, hit me. Well, I won't actually hit you. That wouldn't be very nice. <laughs> and we're, you know, in like two different states, so it'd be a little bit difficult. But yeah. go ahead. Not a, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of getting to be that end of year time frame where everybody likes to throw in all the different, you know, um, conferences and everything that we're going to. And, and Kimberly, I've got, you know, my question is kind of around, you know, if you're, if, first of all, do you have any that you're coming up on? And if so, what are you prepping? Oh boy. So I do have a conference that I am, I'm uh, coming up on right now. And boy, have I been prepping for like ever. Uh, basically I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of other podcasters, which I am super stoked about. Yeah. And we're going to be talking all about how to, you know, do the podcasting thing. And what am I prepping? Basically, you know, it's the same type of thing I would prepare for any conference I'm about to go to. Who's going to be there? What interests them? What have they been up to lately online? And uh, I'm going to go and, you know, look at all their stuff. So for any of the podcasters that are going to be there, I'm, I'm listening to their episodes. I'm making notes about what I found really great and, you know, I want to talk to them about and uh-huh. learn more about whatever topic they were covering. And for those who don't have a podcast, uh, you know, looking into what they've shared in the communities and the groups, uh, that's one really great thing about the modern day modern age of the internet and social media is almost every conference I've been to, they have some kind of forum or some kind of place to post questions. So you kind of get to know people before you get to know them, which means that even though I know absolutely nobody going to this thing, I kind of do know a few people because I've interacted with them online. So it's going to be easier to get in there and, you know, introduce myself because I'm not walking into a room full of strangers. How about you? Yeah, so I know there's a, there's a couple of them that are coming up here at the end of the year. Um, you know, one of them is actually the event where where we met. A couple of yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and I know that one's coming up. Um, I haven't bought my ticket yet, but I probably will. And um, you know, but one of the things that I do to prep is actually get custom business cards made that says, you know, I met you at this conference. And a lot of times, depend. I mean, if it's you know, depending on what it is, if there's something that's special going on for that conference, or maybe even it's a conference where I might be meeting some potential clients will depend on what, you know, what I put in on the website, right? If it's just more of a contact, hey, let's get to know each other. Here's where you can go and get that information. If it's, you know, hey, we met at the conference, and so I'm going to offer you a special deal for my services, I'll put up and I create actually a custom, a custom page for, for each conference that I go to. But that's one of the things that I do that, that kind of helps me stand out. And of course, they'll get, the, you know, they look at the business card and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Now I will remember where I know you from. And I'm like, I know. And that's kind of the point of that. So that on top of, you know, some of the things that you do, you know, who's going to be there? Who do I want to talk to? Who, um, uh, you know, so one of the other things that I do is very similar to you. It's, um, you know, you check the, the kind of the list of the vendors that are going to be there. What are the types of people that are, are going to be there? And how do you get to know them a little bit more so that when you go up and you want to talk to them, you have more than just, hi, I like you, 
right? And so the more interaction that you can have with people, it, yeah, and it really can turn into some pretty awkward silences. And that moment where you're like, I want to interact with you more, but I know nothing about you. And you can kind of skip past that awkwardness. Yeah, I like having a starting point. I, I also have a, a general landing page for just conference attendees in general, um, because I always approach conferences kind of with the idea in mind. It's like, look, uh, you're going to meet X number of people. It might be a couple hundred, or I've been to conferences before where there's 100,000 people. No one is going to remember every single person they met. No one has that good of a memory, honestly. So, you know, I give them a little brief reintroduction. Hey, we probably talked about X, Y, or Z, and this is who I am, and this is what I do. And, and that's kind of what they get when they go to the, uh, the page listed on my business cards, uh, because it's specifically for conference attendees. But, you know, at those conferences, you've got that thing called an elevator pitch or, or whatever you want to call it, that 60-second introduction. Here I am. Uh, this is what I do, and this is why you should continue to talk to me. And basically, that's what the purpose of your bio is going to be as well. Uh, if we're talking about speaking engagements, if you're talking about, oh, this is a little blurb at the end of a marketing thing you're creating, such as a course or a download or a checklist or uh, an ebook, you know, that little short two to three paragraph thing, it's got to really resonate with the people who are reading it so that they want to learn more. So, Bobby, what can you tell us about, you know, constructing a bio for those types of materials? Yeah. So the number one thing that I can tell people about constructing your bio is you write it and then have somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Especially somebody that knows you enough or that is comfortable enough to ask you questions for clarification as needed and then help you bring out the best in yourself. Because let's be honest. I mean, like all percentages are made up and I'm going to make one up. Um, you know, somewhere between 60 and 70% of people on average have a really hard time talking about themselves. But there is a number of people that will talk about themselves all the time and they're very good at talking themselves up, right? But for the majority of us, we start, so we sit down and we start writing and it's all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I can't say it that way. Or, or you start to soften sometimes some of the things that you say or don't figure out what is what is an achievement that you've accomplished that needs to go into the bio so my recommendation for starting is you start writing it because it's always easier for somebody else Absolutely. to work with what's there versus trying to pull stuff out so sit down and write it and be okay being wordy get it out on paper and write it in the third person as though somebody is reading this, not a you or an I, but as, you know, for example, Kimberly does this, Bobby, you know, Bobby is this type stuff. And so that's kind of how Absolutely. I would say Absolutely. And, and another good thing to have just kind of in the back of your mind when starting is that if you're putting this on your website, you can be as long as you want. But if you're submitting this to somebody, whether it's for, uh, you know, a, a media one sheet that you're putting out to, to get hired on other podcasts, if it's for a speaking engagement, if it's for an ebook, if you're going through a publisher. Media kits, you know, there's media kits, there's a little bio at the end of any time that you submit a, an article and those, all sorts of things, right? There's lots of different places. You exactly. Can but most of them have one thing in common and that is they have a max word count. So while you are sitting down to create a biography uh, that, you know, highlights exactly what you want people to know about you, kind of just have in the back of your head, okay, 
how many words do I have to really do this? You can always go back and cut later, but then, you know, there's that whole killing your darlings thing. Um, oh, I really need to say this, but it's 400 words too long. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I am all about killing, You're those, all about darlings. killing those darlings. I like to... You know, sometimes, sometimes it, it really helps. I, I do some verbal, verbal vomiting on a page a, a lot. And whether I'm writing a bio for myself or somebody else, or even writing any of the marketing, I just get, I get it on paper. I am a much better editor than I am a idea generator. Oh my gosh. I still have like 30 words I can put in here. Um, you know, that being said, I do want to caution people just because you have 300 words to say something doesn't mean you need to use 300 words to say something. It's a, it's a catch 22. You can be too wordy inside of a word count and hurt your chances of getting what you're looking for and establishing your authority. than if you used only half of your, you know, the allotted maximum amount of words or not that were really really short, really punchy, and really to the point on what you're trying to get across. So it's a, it's yes, understand your word count. Don't feel as though you have to get all the way to the max number of words. It's okay if you're under. Absolutely. And a, another thing just to kind of keep in mind is as what Bobby said, right? Punchy, to the point, relevant. So you don't want to, you know, that's something a lot of people fall into is if they're trying to make a word count, suddenly they put all these random, unimportant uh, you know, kind of fluff stuff. And it's like, does that add to what people are reading? Does it not? And another thing I'll notice, especially in terms of fluff or adding things that don't really add value mm -hmm. to your reader is, are you using the right language? Uh, and we've talked about language a lot on the podcast in the past, yes, we but have. It's, it's really important for your biography. It's like, okay, who is attending whatever you're talking about? Or who is going to be reading this bio at the end of an article? Do they know all of those jargon terms? Are those terms they actually use in their everyday speech or are those just terms that float around in the industry and are used as buzzwords? Because if they're more buzzwords, if they're more, oh, that's what people say, but that's not really how people talk, then you're going to kind of make them stop reading. You're going to kick them out of reading the bio and continuing because it's like buzzword, 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 buzzword. Does this person have anything of value to say? <laughs> Yeah, can I can I give can I give an example? Absolutely, can you I? can give an example. Yeah, so I know. Well, right before we started recording this, I know we were working on oh. your bio for um, for going to this conference, and um, one of the words you used you used a word um, actually twice in in your bio. And while I understand and I know what the word is, and conceptually most people know what the word is, there it was. First of all, it was kind of it was almost like it was difficult to read in the certain sentences, but also it felt buzzwordy. Can I, can I, can we expand on that? Are you okay with that? I guess we'll expand on this because uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most important things to remember about copywriting and marketing of any kind is that your first draft should never be your final draft. And, you know, even the people who uh, bring in million dollar packages, you know, they start with that crappy first draft at some point. And then, you know, uh, it's called uh, editing in the awesome. I've heard it. I've heard it phrased. So yeah, l l let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the word that confused the heck out of Bobby while reading my bio. It's, it's not that it confused me, okay? I want to be very clear. I understand what the term hospitality means, and so do most people conceptually. But in the way that it was used, um, the way that you had written it, it, what was it? So English teacher, uh, you were in, you were in, you were, you were in English teacher while in hospitality abroad was part of the, the, the words that you were using. And I read it as English teacher in a hospital 
abroad. And I had to go over and read the sentence a couple of times, which is another key tip for anybody that's writing their bio is, or really any kind of anything that you're going to send to anybody, read it out loud. It sounds different than when you're writing and, you know, looking at the words and you'll catch some of those hang up points. If you find a sentence that you're constantly tripping up over or as part of a sentence that you're constantly tripping up over, it's hard for other people to read it too. And I was constantly being tripped up by this. And I'm like, what English teacher in, in a hospital? No, it's not a hospital, in a hospitality. And I got, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I know what hospitality is. And I know that Kimberly knows what hospitality is because obviously she wrote the word. I'm like, but what does hospitality mean in this context? And what it really came down to was that she was an English teacher in Spain because even the word abroad, if it's an international audience, abroad doesn't mean anything to anybody. So she was an English teacher in Spain and she was learning about marketing while doing other things. And so we, we changed and adjusted that sentence a little bit. And then even when that word came back up in your bio, it was more about the customer service aspect of it. And so without trying to pigeonhole Kimberly into a very specific niche and industry, we were able to take the word hospitality for what it means in this context and actually use the word customer service because it made her bio more clear to a much broader audience. Exactly. And one of the things you'll notice is that um, in, in terms of creating a bio, even if you're creating a bio for like a speaking engagement, let's say, that speaking engagement might say, okay, you have 200 words. And the next speaking engagement you go to, they might give you 500. So it's one of those things where you, you have your base, right? You want to create a really solid base bio that you can use as a starting point for basically everything else you're going to do, right? If you are putting this at the end of a press release or if you're putting this in at the end of a thought piece article, then that bio might get longer or shorter. If you're using it to submit your application for something, again, longer or shorter, or you might need to change an example, or you might need to change uh, some of the results that you use because the results you use aren't really relevant for that audience, but you've got different set of results that you can put in for a different audience. So when creating that bio, you know, first get something down, get something down on paper. Then once you've read it, Make sure you've taken out anything that's confusing or awkward or buzzwordy. Get someone else to read it, right? Get somebody else to say, hey, you haven't mm -hmm. sung your praises enough. Or, hey, this is confusing me. What exactly do you mean? And it makes you think a little bit deeper. Uh, but then after you do that, mm -hmm. you know, that's your base. That's your, that's your starting point. And you're going uh -huh. to have to adjust, change, evolve because – you know, your business changes and evolves, you change and evolve. So of course your biography is going to change and evolve as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, one of the things that I would say is if you've never written a bio, I would kind of follow this process. I would start with who you are and what you do. Then I would go into if there's anything proprietary that you've created, developed, written, um, you know, any books or anything like that. So that helps to, that helps to kind of establish your authority. Then I would go into results or social proof, right? There's all sorts of different ways that that can happen. You know, it could be numbers, it could be percentages, it could even be, you know, called the best marketer in the world by somebody famous, right? And that type of stuff. And so you, you can use all of that as a social proof. I would follow it up then with, you know, something personal about yourself and, you know, cause you'll see a lot of them, you know, 
uh, Bobby lives in Texas with her boys, you know, that type of stuff, right? So you can kind of give it something personal at the end. And if you stick to, if you start with kind of those four, that, that outline of who you are, what you do, establish your authority, provide results, and then give some personal detail, you actually have the basic outline of a really good bio to start and you can keep it simple. And you want anywhere between one to two sentences in every section if you can, and voila, you've got a bio that's anywhere from 100 to possibly 500 words, depending on how wordy you are. <laughs> depending on how wordy you are. Yes, and then uh, one other thing I, I really wanna highlight is that one of the things I have come across when writing bios for other people is you don't need to tell your life story. Um, you know, One of the first bio, bio projects I ever had I created a bio that they could use for both a long and short version, right? They wanted a long version for like putting on their website and they wanted a short version for submitting. And I created the long and short version and they came back and said, but you didn't do all of these things. You didn't include all of these things. And they took it upon themselves to rewrite it. So the long version of their bio was seven pages long. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay. That's an ebook. That's not a bio. Seven That's pages is uh, not a bio, especially not on a website. And no one needs all seven pages of that to figure out if you're the person to hire for what they want to do. Um, you know, less is more when it comes to bios. So I've noticed a lot of times as well, people will want to say, oh, you know, I'm a graduate of XYZ University. And I said, okay, do the people who want to hire you need to know that? If, for example, you graduated from Harvard with an MBA and they're hiring Harvard, you know, Yale, Wharton right. Business School, if, if that's right. matters. Right, if it matters. Right. But if you're talking about graduating with an MBA from Harvard Business School, but you're now selling candy canes on this, you know, during Christmas season, um, that's not necessarily relevant. <laughs> that's a random example. But, you know, make sure that what you're including is relevant, it's useful. And, you know, you don't need your life story. This is just enough to make them interested to want to reach out to learn more. Yep, absolutely. So, Kimberly, do you have anything to kind of wrap up our conversation on? Uh, you know, I think we've covered most of the points. And I, I really think that uh, you've given a great process for getting a starting point, right? Who I am, what I do. And then adding in, you know, your personal story, adding in... Um, <laughs> yeah, adding in some results and adding in a little bit of extra authority. Right. So was starting it from the outline, it's who you are, what do you do, help to establish your authority, um, adding in results or social proof, following it up with something personal. Right, and that's something personal can be, you know, ranging from uh, in their free time, they like to build model rockets to, you know, they live in Texas with their kids. It doesn't have to be, you know, super, super, oh my gosh, no one else does this. It just needs to be a little yes. something to make you more human. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about how to create your bio. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guests.